0: Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television and combine it with very little knowledge about movies and television. I'm your host Christian. Join me are my co-host Joseph, Yellow, yeah, Ian. Hey, what's up, guys? J. Hugh. C-cow! Here to talk about Martin Scorsese's first ever streaming service release, also first ever three
1: and a half hour movie.
0: Yeah, God, The Irishman, uh, starring Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci. Anna Paquin is Harvey in the Kytel. background. Harvey, Harvey Keitel. Oh, yeah.
2: Bobby Cannaville. Yeah, Bobby... Jesse, K- Plemons. Jesse Plemons. Jesse Plemons. Ray <laughs> yeah. Romano. Yeah. Ray Romano. Yeah. Oh, God, I can't think uh, of... Stephen it. Graham.
3: I can't think of his name now, but because of all the fucking weirdness with the the makeup of the computers, I thought Bobby Cannaville was a com- Chas Palminteri. I was like, oh, shit, that's uh, <laughs> Chas Palminteri, and it wasn't. It was... Bobby Cannaville. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this movie follows the life of a Philly truck driver... Mob uh, enforcer, yeah. yeah, who rises through the ranks, uh, eventually becoming a connective tissue between the mob and Jimmy Hoffa, and uh, things happen.
2: Yep, Frank Sheeran's his name. He's the, his code name is the Irishman. Yeah. Yep, he paints houses, and he yeah he works for the Buffalinos, which is like the Pennsylvania local mob, you know, syndicate in that area. And it's run by Joe Pesci. He plays Ruffle Buffalino. Russell. <laughs> Russell. R- R- Ruffle. Ruffle Buffalino. R- I, is
0: I al- my new band name. I, I almost, <laughs> I <laughs> almost I nailed say, that. That's my favorite character on uh, Sesame
3: Street, Ruffle <laughs> Buffalino. <laughs> oh,
0: my um, God. Russell Buffalino. Long movie. Three oh. and a half. Three hours and 29 minutes, I believe. Yes. Very long. Uh, do we want to give our initial impressions? Sure. So we we, yeah, we we've hit the plot enough, I, I think. I mean, yeah, I mean you could go into specifics, but I you know, they're they're not really. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. it's it's his life, sort of. It's also kind yeah, it's, of really about Jimmy Hoffa's relationship with the mob and how things turn or and the effects of being this kind of person, what it yep. has on your family. Mm-hmm. And
2: yeah, the basically, you know, Frank Sheer played by Robert De Niro interacting with the mob, you know, head by, you know, Joe Pesci, Russell Buffalino, and then the labor union head by Al Pacino, Jimmy Hoffa. Yep. And it takes place from, like, the 50s is what the impression I got. Yeah. All the way through, like, early 2000s. Mm -hmm. Um, So, it spans decades. And this is the one where he used Lucasfilms to de-age and, you know, make it so that they could play them younger selves throughout the movie. I mean, I guess start there. What did you guys think of the de-aging?
3: Well, first of all, going into it, were the ratio what you thought it was going to be of how much of it was going to be de-aged? Uh... Because for me, I thought it would be maybe a quarter of the film, and instead, it's at least half. That, yeah, yeah. That is de-age
1: makeup. I mean, the,
3: the no, I knew it was going to be. because I knew it took place. Yeah, over the such aggressive a
1: long time. de-aging is probably about a quarter of the movie. Yeah, um, and that was about what I expected. Because they some some of the stuff that I think when uh, when they're like, I don't know what the fucking decades are. I'm going to be making shit up. But but like, there's there's four age groups here. Right. There's the super young one where yep. they use computer generated one there's the super old one where they're using old prosthetics there's mm-hmm. the mostly old one where they're just what they are right. and then there's the one below that where i think it's probably a mixture because right. that looks a lot better to me than the the like really young one yeah um so i th- i think they spent the most time there in the right. in the, the like semi prosthetic yeah. probably some some computer stuff and i thought oh really good the the really young one i think showed at some point well
0: but. Ian you and I were talking about this yesterday and it, I would say there are two big areas where it, I struggle with it. one of was when we talked about where Robert yeah. De Niro fights a guy oh yeah. for and sure scenes, that no would I would I would have cut that
2: scene because that scene took me out of it and, yeah and you they, don't really need it you could have shown that off camera yeah. him just walking his daughter out that front door to confront the shop owner yeah, you I knew, think, you knew. Or movies. you could have done it all. You could have
1: cut something out of this movie.
3: Yeah. I don't think so.
2: I think <laughs> it's that, exactly that scene, as long as they muted it. Needed. Robert De Niro was a 70 year old man there.
3: I definitely yes. think that scene and the World War II scene,
2: yep. they both should That was exactly body what double. I said.
3: Or just not shown him moving. Yep. Because yeah. definitely, well, you know, I remember going into this. They said, oh, Robert De Niro in parts of this is going to look like he did in Godfather 2. In Godfather 2, he was the most handsome human being on earth. Yeah. He was never that in this movie. No. Yeah. And whenever he moved or just his posture, you could still tell he was an old man. Yeah. Th-
0: that, that brings up my other one, which yeah. is I don't think it looks good on Al Pacino. I think the others are pretty fine, but because Al Pacino is so charismatic and over-the-top. Yeah. Like, I don't think More expression. More expression. I don't feel like the de-aging can keep up no, track, there were there like were definitely face. there were
1: definitely some like motion blurry yeah. moments that, that I noticed. That also
0: first one where he's yeah. given the speech in the union, I was like, This looks like yeah. shit.
1: Also, I feel like they didn't necessarily de-age him to just look like himself. I feel like they might have de aged him and kind of merged him with what Jimmy Hoffa looked like a little bit.
3: Definitely I think they maybe de merged him with Jack Nicholson as Jimmy Hoffa. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: It <laughs> was I'm, definitely they just bought that wig and put yeah. it on
2: Pacino's I head. thought it looked good on Pesci. Um, not as bad, but like I said, De Niro. But, I would I would have recast De Niro in those early scenes. I would have just brought in like a Channing Tatum or someone. For someone that first suggested hour. Leo. And yeah, that was it. That's huh, the answer yep, to that problem. Hundred percent, because that's the one. Because Robert De Niro is supposed to be younger than Pacino and Pesci, because they're like his surrogate fathers, right, and yeah. it's like he's him weaving between yeah. them, and he, and he doesn't feel like younger. It yeah. feels like a brother, and it's I feel like a different character in that early hour would have been better. It would I, it would have served the movie better.
3: I definitely think Pesci's stuff never looks bad, but he mm-hmm. never looks younger. He just looks like a different old guy. Yeah. 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 That's fair.
2: Yep. Uh, yeah, because
1: like in, in his last scenes, he looks like an absurdly old guy. <laughs> yes,
2: that was good. <laughs> like right when he's like going in the prison, yeah, yeah, yeah. like and he, yeah, with the drinking the grape juice. Like that scene's really, yeah, really
1: on, a, on an out of movie note. I didn't realize quite how old all these guys are, like yeah. in real life, all yeah.
0: north of seventy five.
1: Yeah, I thought they were all like maybe like maybe early seventies, maybe like seventy, yeah. Yeah, like sixty eight, sixteen or whatever. They're like almost eighty. Yeah,
2: yeah. including uh, Martin Scorsese. Yeah, that's why I'm glad this movie got made because. In five years, you probably can't make this movie. Yeah. I
3: am—I'm um, not usually one for spotting Easter eggs, but at one point towards the end, the Shootist is playing in a in a theater in the background. And I think that was very deliberate. That was like John Wayne's last movie, and he didn't necessarily plan for it to be his last movie, but that's how it worked out. Yeah, and I think that could very well be how this be. This might not be the last time these guys yep, ever yep. do anything together but it seemed like he was
1: saying goodbye just in case i did very much notice that marquis was like this is probably something but i don't
2: know what right. it is yeah but th- it's definitely if the whole movie feels like like an operatic you know it's you know the end and and him looking the swan back song. yes i mean it, it feels that way the entire time and just like regret and you know just how much toll like this mob life takes on well, you you yeah. know what i mean and i feel like he could Think about that, like, just with the movies and, like, directing and all that, you know? One thing
3: I really liked about it is, like, okay, when you watch Goodfellas, I'm totally like, yeah, I could see why I'd want to do that, you know? Didn't work out in the end, but they had a pretty good time Mm -hmm. for a while. This, it just never seemed like anything but a job. For sure. You know, it was... Where Casino and and Goodfellas are essentially the same movie even though this is about the same job matter it's a very different movie and yeah. i liked
1: it. Yeah. I also like that because i you know Scorsese always kind of plays it and i you know i don't think he's he's wholly disingenuous about mm-hmm. it but that like okay yeah the game like look at all the gangster shit they're doing they're you know rich and they're powerful and all mm-hmm. this kind of stuff but they get theirs in the end but you know even when they die or go to prison it never seems quite as bad as as like Old man Robert De Niro dying alone in well, a in a retirement home.
3: Well, I I I should say that, that also. Again, a thing about Goodfellas. I love that movie. Yeah, but it doesn't really affect me emotionally. Yeah, like when Henry Hill can't get fucking good spaghetti sauce in the end. I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. He's a bad dude. Yeah. Uh, which an aside. Have you guys ever read about what Henry Hill's life was like in Witness Protection?
2: Well, I heard he ended up homeless. Right.
3: You should really there's there was a really good article about it a few years ago you should really look it up he gets into they there's another henry hill movie to be made (laughs) he gets into fucking banana shit in witness protection anyways but with these guys even though they're less charming and likable at the end of it i was really sad for them you know there was he did a better job of landing the emotional stuff in Mm -hmm. this a lot of regret yeah the the movie's tinged in regret
2: yeah but um I mean, what did you think as far as Jimmy Hoffa, Al Pacino? Because I know you said yesterday he kind of seemed like a character of Al Pacino, and you had trouble buying it. It's not so much the— I mean, to be
1: fair, that's why you're going to see the movie. You don't (laughs) go
2: to see Al Pacino act anymore. You go to see Al
1: Pacino to be Al Pacino. (laughs) Well, see,
0: that's—I actually—I didn't care for the movie. I didn't think it was very good. I think it's probably the worst thing Scorsese's done in, like, 20 years. Um, I was really, really disappointed with it. One of the things, talking about Al Pacino, and and this is not, this is where I struggle because maybe this, I don't know, fuck it. It's my opinion. I don't know where the caricature of Al Pacino ends and the real Al Pacino begins anymore. And this did nothing to sway that opinion of me. This is the same exact Al Pacino we've gotten for a long, long time. And in this circumstance, maybe that plays into it. But is that acting? Is he doing anything? Is he challenging See, himself? Some is of he- those
2: scenes with him and Stephen Graham playing Tony Pro, like the one in the jail and then the one in Florida specifically where he's like, you know, talking, trying to get him to apologize. I yeah. thought those were like amazing scenes. I was on the edge of my seat. And I really like Pacino there, but you're right. He, I mean, that's just how he is. Yeah. You know I mean, what I mean? But I think that's how Jimmy Hoffa was. That's why I think that casting. Worked.
3: I think he was good for Hoffa. Yeah. But I, I do agree that since Sin of the Woman, he just decided. Oh, Shatner acting will get me an Oscar. This okay. is it, exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah. and see, I, and I kind of feel the same way about De Niro in this movie, in that De Niro makes the same face yeah, the whole time. He delivers the lines the exact same way.
1: I feel like I, the, I feel like of the big three. Joe, uh, Pesci Joe Pesci is the, he's the only one that's really acting in this movie. Cuz yeah. he's
2: playing against the grain. He
1: plays different than he's ever yeah, played. Yeah, he's usually yeah, the yeah. firecracker
2: and here he's, he's the boss. Like the the restricted, you know what I mean, smart. Every time he's on screen, I'm glued to him. Yep. Yeah. Six moves ahead boss yeah. and he's and he's great at it. He's yeah. really really good. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's, shame, it's a shame that he, this will probably be it for him. Almost certainly, yeah. Because he almost didn't come back for this. But yeah,
2: walking out of it, that's that's what I was thinking about with Joe Pesci. I was like, he stole the movie. He should win Best Supporting Actor. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, he he comes to the front of the race for me. I think yeah. he's great.
1: Yeah, but, yeah but it's it funny that you felt that. I mean, it's not funny. Because I, I, I actually, I came away with the same takeaways, I feel like, where I felt like, I don't feel like De Niro or Al Pacino were really asked to do anything no, besides yeah. be in this. And I also felt like the first... Two-thirds of the movie is a movie that Scorsese has already
0: made. See, that's where I struggle with this is because for all of them, except for maybe Joe Pesci, it feels like a return to the norm. And when, when Scorsese has made these gangster movies before, it's always come from a different perspective, and it's always added something yeah. different. This felt like a return to those things. Like uh, – and. and you know, we've already seen Joker. We've already seen a Martin Scorsese tribute movie this year. You know, there's the meat locker scene. That's fucking straight out of Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. The her like worrying about turning that's out of fucking Casino. Like this movie was just him regurgitating For shit sure. he's already done. Uh and and that's where I, you know, we talk about the regret and the pain like the vision of this is I'm going to make the same movie from a geriatric perspective. Right. And that's just not interesting. I to see. Me. I disagree. I thought that was a
1: lot more interesting than the ending of the other movies because I felt like it actually seemed like this wasn't as glor like it, you know. Whereas in the in the early movie, like it does, like oh you feel like they're the cool guys in town, and now you feel like oh they were just part of some dumb boys' club with like you know uh, yeah. a no girls allowed sign on the outside, and they didn't realize how stupid they were until the see, end. See, I,
0: I didn't view it as his. I didn't view it as a geriatric take on the mob. I viewed it as Martin Scorsese's geriatric take on himself. Oh, sure. That that Frank is Martin. That that he this is him telling his story Mm. that I sacrificed so much. And I never got the recognition fucking Steven Spielberg got, even though I'm better.
2: (laughs) Okay. I can see that's fair. That's how
0: I viewed the movie. It's not, it's not, it's dangerous for the mob. It was, look how hard it fucking was for me and how good I was at what I did. Uh And here I am alone complaining about Marvel movies. I mean, it does
3: seem like that fits with his current mentality, definitely.
1: Um, Also, while I was thinking about the Marvel comment while I was watching it, also, because. You know, I, I'm not saying that Martin Scorsese never has a, like visual flair of any kind in his movies. That probably Wolf of Wall Street is his like flashiest. But for the most part, like Tarantino, he's a big fan of two guys in a room talking. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, and for, I don't know. It it just seems weird for me for a, a guy that's so defensive of the art of film is like, man. You know, you mostly just use it to stage plays.
0: Yeah.
2: No, I, sure. I liked how yeah. it interacted with like historical events. Like it se- felt like real. It kind of anchored it. Like you know, with JFK assassination and how like his father, like I don't know, did it though. I thought all that was like really, really, and I like how it was real people. You it know, because
0: it was like a too serious Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Does that's exactly that, what but I would makes say. Fun of it. See, I this like that. Like, oh, see,
3: I think he does usually do a lot of, particularly in the his mob movies before in Goodfellas and Casino. Yeah, there's some really flashy stuff. There is. You're there's you're some right. camera shit and stuff like that. In this, there's not. It's it's pretty. Dry and I, I don't. I don't think that was bad. Again, I like that it was a different movie than those two movies. But uh, but yeah, um the historical stuff. You know, I, I liked that. Yeah. I, I uh, did you did you guys notice that Joe Pesci made an uh unflattering comment about a character he had already played? Yes, <laughs> the the guy that he meets in the uh that the guy that Robert De Niro has to meet in Florida is a character that Joe Pesci has already played in yep. JFK. I wish I would have watched JFK right before this because it seems like there would have been...
2: I don't know. The scene where... My favorite scene in the movie is where he's going to kill Joe Gallo, Crazy Joe, and mm-hmm. he's got all the guns on the bed, mm-hmm. and he's like eliminating the guns. He's like, well, I can't use a silencer. I need to scare people, you know, and he settles on the 38. Like, uh, that was a classic Scorsese. See, I didn't
1: like it because that also felt like a retread to me. See, but I thought it see, in the
2: best way. I... Like, I I love that scene. As soon as the movie
0: started, and I was like, oh, we're doing the Wolf of Wall Street thing this time. Like, it just felt like shit we've seen before. Whereas, like, Silence, which is a movie nobody fucking saw, doesn't feel like anything Scorsese's ever done. Hugo, you would never know, is made by the same guy who made, and they're all great.
1: I would watch 24 hours of this movie before I watch Hugo again. <laughs> Yeah. That's
0: fair. <laughs> I'm just saying, it, it
2: just felt. It is
1: different. I'll give you that. It just
2: felt like so, it just felt easy. See, but if you're telling me I can get three more hours of Goodfellas with these same people, I'm not saying no to that. I don't think. Like, I mean, you know, well, obviously, we didn't. Yeah, like, I mean, I was completely into it. You're right. I think some of it is drawn from his old movies. But I just lo- I love being in that world. This is completely my shit. Like um, this is so my kind of movie. You did know? you
3: uh, did you did you watch it on the big screen? Beforehand? Yes, and that's
2: another thing. Like we watched it differently. Like I went into it with phone off, like with like you know like a coffee, like ready to watch and sit through this thing with like no interruptions. And I fucking loved it. But I knew what I was getting into. You know what I mean? If I would have watched it at home and had my phone and been pausing it to like let the dog out, I don't know if I would have enjoyed it as did much. Did you
3: get the different title card? What do you mean by that? Some places have gotten a different title card instead of the title card yeah. saying the Irishman. It's saying the title is "I Paint Houses." Yeah, right? yeah, that's yeah. a
2: book. That's no, no, the- no, we got it. We got it. We got a, we got a poster. I got no, one, but it's was, wasn't Irishman.
1: that the title card in the Netflix one.
2: Yes, it says yeah. it twice in the Netflix. Oh, one as well. yeah, yeah, that's the title
1: uh, card in in the Netflix one.
2: Yeah, that's the name of the book it's based on. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I w- my question is, do you, I think, I mean, this could have been a miniseries, so and th- that's where because the first episode you could break up with him and Joe Pesci kind of. You know them coming up. The second episode would, because that's when Al Pacino. He's not in the first hour of that movie. He literally, I looked at. You know, I'm looking around. Yeah. It's like one hour later. You know yeah. what I mean? So he could have been the second episode, and then you probably could have made it four and just tacked on a little bit more. See, I just don't think it. I, I
1: mean, I think it could have been a movie. I just don't think we needed as much as we got. I think you know the the yeah. crux of the crux of the story is. Guy rises from nothing to into a position of power but between a relationship uh, with, with the the Philadelphia mob and Jimmy Hoffa. There's a conflict between the mob and Jimmy Hoffa that leads to him killing a friend, and then the end of it, which is him, you know, like living the rest of his life with that and like questioning whether like that was actually like a good decision and worth it.
0: My yeah. my problem with the living the the rest of his life bit, because I felt like the ending is is honestly the most useless part of the movie to me because all the emotion I got out of the bit, I got out of the scene before he calls Joe and Peggy asks him, why haven't you done it? Right. Like that yeah. scene gives me the emotion. The rest of the 45 minutes of the movie also gives me. So did I, did I need all that stuff? Cause I've, you know, you've already, you've already given me that message.
1: Yeah. I, See, I, I disagree. Cause I really loved the prison scene where they're all like talking about how great it is that they all like followed like follow the code and did what was right. Yeah. And then they all just die of old age. I, I will say
0: the prison scenes were my favorite scenes in yeah. the movie, just because they, they were, they were fun and they're going like, you were talking with Joe Pesci in that bit. He oh, great. so good. Yeah, he's great.
3: Hey man. Also, how fucking bad does Herc from the wire? Look, <laughs> Wait, He gained man. like 400 pounds. <laughs> Where yeah. the fuck was he?
2: He was, he was fat a, Tony. Yeah. He was Tony pro. You know, the yeah, fat guy. Tony pro's boss. Yeah, Tony pro's no, no, boss. Tony pro, Tony but, Bro's boss. Yeah. Tony pro's yeah. boss. Yeah. yeah
1: what yeah yeah <laughs> holy shit i hope some of
2: that was prosthetic it no, was i think that's just what he looks like now. no <laughs> no way not dominic <laughs> Lombardi. that's got it. that's prosthetic up for sure because yeah. i've seen him in other stuff recently okay
3: the last thing i remember seeing him in was um daredevil and he
2: yeah we look- should we should look that up because if that's him that dude has completely let himself go
1: <laughs> but uh yeah no i want to come back just because we mentioned it uh, I don't even know what the name of the actor who plays Tony Pro in this, but he was a fucking Stephen stand- Graham. Stephen Graham. He yeah, is a yeah. goddamn standout for me in this oh, yes. movie. Yeah.
2: You people. There was a slur, like I. Oh. That's, <laughs> I
1: also had a problem, both with Al Pacino as Jimmy Hoffa, who's not supposed to be Italian, having like these Italian slurs. I'm like, fucking Pacino, you're Pacino, you can't like pretend like you're right. not Italian. Yeah, you're not. You're not Scarlett Johansson yep. pretending to be a tree. Just you just can't do this.
2: <laughs> but I felt like Bobby Cannavale, Stephen Graham, even Ray Romano, they would have so fit in The Goodfellas you know yeah. what I mean like they slide oh, into that world honestly so those guys good. could have
0: been the cast of this movie that's for so, sure that. Ray
3: Romano was pretty fucking great yeah. I've never seen Ray Romano act before for sure and I'm thinking like things that I've avoided because he was trying to act I might try I that. like I like Ray. And this Ru- is
2: coming from your rant about yes. else. Coming <laughs> from someone who considers Ray
1: Romano my arch fucking enemy yeah no, uh, Ray Romano, as like, the, yeah, the super like disingenuous mob <laughs> lawyer who's just standing up and just like lying, like yeah. bald faced lying in
2: court is amazing. I yeah. really
1: loved it.
3: Yeah, it's, it's Stephen Graham, I'm not really familiar with that dude. At first, I was like, Boardwalk <laughs>
2: Empire. He played Al Capone.
3: Oh, uh, right. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> At first, I was like, Oh shit! The the CGI on Bruno Kirby's working really well, and then I was like, "No wait, I think Bruno Kirby's dead." Yeah. <laughs> so that's not Bruno Kirby.
2: I like how you just saw every actor was some older actor.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> give, give the
3: if
2: circumstances, it was a movie for right? you know, <laughs> yeah, you can get away with that. Yeah, I I thought it was cool though. I, I really I really did
0: have a good time with this movie. I did think uh, you talk about it's a miniseries. I. I I got to the end of it and I was like, that could be a four part miniseries on History Channel that I wouldn't have watched, and I feel the <laughs> exact same way about it as I yeah. do
2: right now. I think you're right. It could have went either way. You could have cut a bunch out, and you could have made it like a more two and a half hours. Or, but I would rather go the other way, add a few more minutes, and make it a four hour miniseries.
1: Yeah, I mean, if if your goal here is to like spend time with Pacino and and uh, De Niro and all that kind of stuff, like doing the gangster shit again, then yeah, yeah that's the way to this go. This is
2: Pesci's swan song. Like, give me as much of it as you can. That's kind of how. I Yeah, was we thinking. thought Pesci Song came 20 years ago, and
0: I mean, this is definitely it, though. Yeah,
2: yeah.
3: I mean, um, I could see this. I'm sure they'll all do other things, but I, I bet at least with De Niro and Pacino, it's the last time they try to be like taken serious. Oh yeah, yeah Everything yeah, else will be paycheck for sure.
0: De Niro is probably going to do Scorsese's next movie. Oh uh, shit! Okay. No, Trial of the Moonflower, I believe, with DiCaprio. It'll be DiCaprio. De oh, Niro. so he'll get his two guys. Yeah. All right that would be cool. Yeah, I and mean, you know, then they're going to kiss. <laughs> they should have done this movie. I do believe it would have been way better to just have You're you're so me.
1: salty about this
0: movie. I I, know. Did, I did not enjoy it. I, didn't I think it was very good. I do
3: agree the first era of this they should have just done different actors. It yeah. should yep. have been these guys from when they're kind of old on but the really young guys should have been different. Actors.
2: That's what I said last night too. Yeah. yeah, 100. The first the first hour it doesn't work the the D H is too much. But then once you're right, once it hits that next Time period where they're just a little younger, then I think it works because you're just it, smoothing yeah. out wrinkles at that mm-hmm. point. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know? But you can't make someone look thirty when they're seventy. I don't, I don't, I don't. You know, you're never gonna yeah. get there.
1: I do. I do want to touch on before we get out of here. uh You know, so we're talking about the movie kind of like on its merits as a movie. I do also want to talk. So it's based on a book, which is based on. You know, real guy, Frank Mm. Sheeran. Yep. uh, You know, and he confessed to all
2: this right on his deathbed. Right. And so it's
0: it's been widely conflicted. It is,
1: right. It is uh, any kind of backing or evidence for any of his claims are like super specious. There's there's very little corroboration. That's right. Corroboration of any of his stories. I don't know. We don't know. But the style of the story feels very much like a guy who has an ideal of like what he wanted people to perceive him like. And then just crafted a story that, that fit, you know, like, oh, yeah, I was best buddies with this yeah, yeah, this yeah, really yeah. high-ranking guy in the mafia and Jimmy Hoffa. And, I, you know, I made this major assassination that nobody knows who killed him in the... You know, uh, whatever the uh, crazy Joe, crazy and, Joe Galloway and yeah. and fucking Jimmy Hoffa, and I never told anyone about it, and you know, like it, it feels very much to me like. And in story, he came
3: comes up with great alibis, so you know, like the airplane yeah. and shit like that. So, so oh, you L- can't question him because the reason you can't question him is in there. Yeah, yeah.
1: Also, also delivered the uh, <laughs> the munitions for Bay of Pigs. Right. I don't know, yeah. like anyway. a lot
2: of it's there, but I think he is reporters being really close to Hoffa. Like you, thats right, the, yeah, 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 yeah I mean not that he killed him but they were oh, like was, they, like we yeah, know he was a part of the team series yeah, yeah, and yeah and the yeah, thing
1: like that, the yeah. thing I'm curious about because I had the reverse opinion that you did because you you thought that like the having real people made it feel more grounded and you could like follow kind of the decades and yeah, there was yeah. like more stakes I always worry about these kind of things like for us and I mean I, I haven't even like done deep research but we are at least like recognizing that this is a story there are kind of other reports but like for a lot of people who are gonna watch this and for me who didn't know a lot about Jimmy Hoffa that kind of thing like, this is the narrative of what happened. Yeah. Unless somebody challenges it. Uh, There's a Hoffa movie. So, so, like, is is that fucking dangerous to be doing that kind of shit <laughs> right. without, like, you know, at least in. Uh, uh, especially with how straight it plays it. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, especially, like, comparatively to, like, Wolf of Wall Street where Jordan Belfort, like, is, like, he's telling his own story and, like, it's kind of clear he's, like. Bullshitting you, right. but, yeah. yeah, Uh Like you don't get that vibe in in this movie. So I just I always wonder, like, it, how fucked up is it to like be be crafting this one specific narrative? Oh, you're w- right. Because I'm with taking this little... as fact. Walking exactly. This yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> like, yeah. Is that JFK really backed by the mob? Is it... probably not. Well they're killed by the mob. But I love the story. Like you like you said, well, the, you see mean, that the, as a negative, but it's like Forrest Gump. But I yeah. look at that as a positive. The
3: Backed by the Mob <laughs> is a pretty accepted fact that, that in Illinois they won the election for. So, but yeah. um the um there there's a book called The American Tabloid, and it's a novel that's basically around the same era. Yeah. And it's under the same idea that the mob was pissed about uh, Kennedy not backing them, and with and you know and getting back Cuba and stuff. And they had him assassinated. Called American tabloid, and it kind of does the same thing. It tells its version of the facts, but through three fictional characters. I think that's a better way to do that yeah. because you know you can cast a little down on yeah. it. Okay, well these three guys I'm following didn't yeah. really exist, even if they are interacting right. with. Real, that's why it
0: works yeah. in Forrest Gump.
1: Yeah, exactly, right. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I cuz I just think there's no way to retell a true story without like, you know, accidentally el- elevating or that's, or that's
2: denigrating e- that's, that's somebody. every
0: historical drama. For sure. For you sure. Know, it, yeah. I, it well, it's like we were talking about with war movies. When you do it, when you do it as a real person, yeah. it it comes across as super America propaganda uh and you don't really get to tell the difficulties of the war, right? right. It's the same thing's true here like if you're telling the story with real people, you're insinuating that these are real events and how they happened. Yeah. And maybe that's not the best choice. Yeah, I don't know. That's it, it's obviously not up for me to decide,
2: but it like, is something more. talking And Goodfellas
0: about. is a good example of the opposite. In right. That it makes it seem like it's cool shit. Yeah, right? absolutely. <laughs> I
2: don't, better than Transformers. It's This and Jojo Rabbit are my two favorite I mean, movies I, of the year. I
1: also think it's better than Transformers. Yeah. I don't, you know, it, it is... It is a self-indulgent swan, swan song. It could have... If, if Scorsese was really putting in the effort and really like wanted to make this a great movie, he could have, but instead he wanted to
2: make it like, oh, this is like... He just to get in his wheelhouse again. Yeah. And, I, I, yeah, and I'm fine I, with that because so, it's in my wheelhouse too. But see, I, I, <laughs> I still better than Transformers. I do
3: like... I, I think it's way better than Transformers. Yeah. And I personally... My favorite part of it was the... Not on screen, but the behind scene sentimentality of all these guys getting back together mm. and stuff like that. You know... Maybe I wouldn't have thought it was a great movie if I didn't have that uh, in there, But because of that, I enjoyed watching.
1: yeah, that's a good point if 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 we didn't have these three actors in the lead roles, this movie would have been two and a half hours
0: hundred percent. I'm going <laughs> yep. worse than Transformers. I'm probably never going to watch this again. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm also never going to watch it because who has fucking three and a half yeah. hours to do oh, anything? I'll, I'll definitely watch it. I will See, only watch Yeah, yeah 100%. 100%. Only for Joe Pesci was the only, but
2: I can YouTube those bits. Yeah, but you've seen even. Casino a bunch. Casino's like almost three hours. Yeah,
0: Casino.
3: And the thing yeah. is with a three-hour movie, I I put on three-hour movies all the time. I just don't finish them. Yeah. You know, start it back up later, you know, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, this, so I probably I'll won't
2: watch, watch it in one sitting again, yeah. but I'll definitely, this is one I'll definitely didn't watch, watch
3: it. I did watch it in one sitting this time. Neither did I. That's it.
0: All right, the Irishman. So the Irishman, the
2: Irishman. Go watch it on Netflix for free. I, you know,
1: I never know. I never know which ones we're going to get heated about, and which ones we don't. I wasn't pegging this
0: one, but you know? I think you know you pegged it as one of the best two movies of the year, do, and you became pretty. Do you think it's one of the best movies of the year so far? I, man,
3: I would have to really think about that.
2: Uh, I
3: probably I would say it's a really good movie, but I have movies that I like better. But I really liked it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I like these two and Spider-Man Far From Home. I'm, I'm still going Once, upon a, oh, yeah, I mean, probably, there, Once upon a Time in Hollywood.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's probably... Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is still probably tough.
2: Yeah, I, I like this more than Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but it's well, that's right there. They're very similar, similar. in mm-hmm. tone, though. Yeah. They're very
3: much like, hey, man, I just want to do a thing about this thing that I like. yeah. I just want to take a breezy pace at
1: doing it. And they're both super, I was about to say, they're both super, you can say they just take a breezy pace or you can say I'm going to be a self-indulgent piece of shit. Either way, it's fine. They're both accurate. You know
3: you know what though? I will say this one thing about Once Upon a Time. I could watch them for another two
1: hours. Yeah, this, yeah. The three to, were enough. Take <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Cool. Uh, well, I think that's it for The Irishman. What have we been watching, guys?
2: I could go first. I just watched 21 Bridges. We talked about it a little bit on the you know before we started the podcast. It's uh, Chadwick Boseman, and my my take is it's basically the best Die Hard movie that hasn't been made as a Die Hard movie. I'm just
1: so surprised by that because it just did not look interesting. Yeah, from the trailer. it's got
2: uh, Taylor Kitsch is like a mob, not a, like a drug dealer hitman gone. John wrong. Carter himself. Yes, uh, J.K. Simmons is like a dirty police chief, and Chadwick Boseman, you know, Black Panther is like you know the John McClane, I don't give a fuck about anyone. Get out of my way. Um, and it's over one night, and the twenty-one bridges is referenced to the, it's a manhunt one night, and it's the Manhattan has twenty-one bridges, so they lock down Manhattan.
3: The trailer didn't do a good job of letting me know this was an action movie. I know, I didn't know this
2: was, an and action it's movie. it's it's super fun. I mean, this is one you definitely can wait till you know Netflix or Amazon Prime or whatever. Also, but,
1: twenty-one bridges is not a good name. No, no, it's
2: it, it was marketed poorly because it's really fun, and it's like the action's great, like the gunplay. It's like. Heavy, you know, a lot of people like getting shot, and it's it's cool. So it's a good tip. Has the action
3: movie fallen so uh, far that we will deny that we'll uh, you know fucking disguise an action movie as a drama? That's I think it's so. Crazy.
2: Yep. Um, what is wrong with America? So i watched that Frozen Two. Frozen Two, which is worse than Transformers. Fuck you. It is I, It is worse than Transformers. It's, I don't give a... I don't, watch,
3: you, all you did was bitch about it. I it's worse than Transformers. If, it's if, worse. if it Christian is. said fuck you, I'd get on And board. my
2: take on that is I watched Frozen 1 like two days before and then I watched Frozen 2 and as soon as I walked out Frozen 2, you know what song I put on? Do you want to build a snowman from Frozen 1? Because I couldn't get out of my head because none of the Frozen 2 songs got stuck in my head because it sucked.
1: Look, only morons are going to tell you that Frozen (laughs) 2 is better than Frozen 1. But Frozen 2 is not better than fucking Transformers.
2: I mean... it. It it was fine, like it was well, pretty. It is, so was Transformers. I, I like the Water Horse, but it no, it's like literally like forty eight percent. Transformers is fifty. It's not the worst you JL. know movie ever, but it's it's a little worse than Transformers. It is. It's I think not the that only good.
3: person on Earth that said that Frozen Two was better than Frozen One was me, and I haven't seen it. That's
2: true. <laughs> um. Yeah. I I I like that Elsa was like living in the forest, and I like that it's now uh, Queen Anna. I like that, but um, you know what? really annoyed me. I haven't listened to your podcast, but I don't know if you've said any of this stuff. Is um, probably Sven and what's his his guy Kristoff? They had nothing to do that whole movie.
3: Actually, of the millions <laughs> of things, did you bitch about that? I, yeah. I did. It, literally, I may be all, zoned out, all, out
2: on some. All he's bitching. trying to do the entire movie is propose to this girl. So why even put him in at all? I disagree with both of you, but he literally Joseph had, says the. Exact I'm going to go okay. and say I disagree. Too. See, here's the thing: he literally I, had nothing here's to the do. Thing. And I, I, I made
1: that whole point semi facetiously last week. <laughs> And uh, Regina has called me out on, as well as many other things on our Facebook. Comments. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I generally agree that as far as like if if the roles were reversed, that would be a bad message for young women at this point in time. For young men, it's probably not a bad idea to see a dude on screen like explore his feelings. Uh, you know, that's probably not a bad message, especially since there are plenty of other places to do. Other, but at the same time, give him something like any tiny yeah. minor motivation like, oh, the enchanted forest. Where is I don't know. Sven came from.
2: Yeah. yeah well, give him something like
1: literally anything beside like
0: he's doing nothing that entire yeah. movie. Nothing. I think that's OK. I, I don't I, think he could I don't have think went with he Anna and to. just helped Anna. The movie is about Elsa and Anna. Yeah. He's never a main character. Uh, and he's not really a main character in the first one. It would be even less which if they didn't do the stupid Hans bit at the end of the first one. He would basically be the exact same thing that he is in this one, and I don't feel like that's a problem. He's a supporting character. He fucking supports. I mean, That's okay. He doesn't really support his movie, Dis- though. Disagree, <laughs> but that's uh, fine. As soon as... Fuck it. We'll
2: talk about I, it One later. more thing, and then I'm, I'm done with Frozen 2, is uh, Olaf. The weakest part of Frozen 1... But the strongest part of Frozen Two. Yeah. Um he does a recap of Frozen One to like the new people they meet in the forest, and it's the funniest part of hilarious. the hilarious. Yeah. So like I said, it's not the worst movie ever, but it's a little worse than It's
1: worse than Transformers. Fuck.
2: Um and I watch Midway. Oh shit. And knives out. Hold on. So Midway, I'm gonna oh, go quick. Shit. Patrick Wilson is pretty good in it. Um it's like literally uh Pearl Harbor Two. That's what that movie is. <laughs> a lot of things blowing up, but Go America, Ruha. It's got um Jack Houston, who he tried to be a thing a while ago. He was in Boardwalk Empire, like the half-faced man. Um, but it's generic action. You can skip it. And then Knives Out's the Ryan Johnson, who I famously hate. Um, he ruined Star Wars. Last Jedi, the worst movie ever. Knives Out's really good. Uh, it's Daniel Craig doing a Southern accent as like this smarter-than-everyone sleuth. And it's got a great cast: Don Johnson, Jamie Lee Curtis, Chris Evans. Um, there, there's a ton of people in this movie. Tony Collette, uh, Lakeith Stanfield, and it's really, really good. It's witty. It's well written. And I looked; he did write it, so it makes me like him a little more. Um, I, I would like. A, I said. would like a part two of this. Like literally, like you know, because it's kind of based on the Murder on the Orient Express. What's that? That that Agatha Christie. Yeah, and there, but there's a sleuth, and he goes to a, he does one on oh, the Amazon Peru, Peru, you know, yeah. and yeah. um. Kenneth Braun, Bra- Brawn, right? yeah he plays him. But anyway, you could do this, but it's it's a southern version of that. And Daniel Craig is so likable, and you could do like another you know bunch with him because it's um it's really you won't know what's going on until the very end. And usually I can see things coming, but I was genuinely surprised. And Chris Evans is great playing like a just scummy grandchild who just wants his inheritance. So like loving, he's not Captain America. It's it's really good. He's a good I, actor.
3: I also watched this movie and I fucking loved it. Oh, this you watched it too? Yeah, this one might be one of my favorite movies of the year. Mm, yeah. Actually, as soon as it's over, I, I said to Sarah, it's like, you know, cause Sarah had like a couple weeks before that been giving me a hard time. It's like, you just like everything you watch. Which is true. I like liking things. <laughs> you know, it's it's a thing about me. I'd rather see a thing and enjoy it than not You
2: like that shitty Terminator movie. You do like I everything.
3: I did. <laughs> uh, but um but after I got done watching this, I was like, Man, you know, I call a lot of things great, but this was great. Yeah. Most of that other shit's just really good. The cast is so fucking good. I wish it was like a soap opera that would go on for twenty fucking years. Mm-hmm. I, I could watch these people all the fucking time. Wasn't
2: Chris Evans just Chris Evans was great.
3: great. Uh everyone's really yeah. great. Michael Shannon's fucking great.
2: Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie I forgot Michael Le- Shannon's in this movie. Yeah. yeah my,
3: uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is so straight right up into one part and then she just turns into a colossal asshole. Uh, Christopher Plummer's fucking great. I like the... The, the girl who's the yeah, lead, basically. Who, who I don't know. But yeah, I would totally watch a series of movies about the Daniel Craig yep. uh, uh, sleuth thing. Uh, I don't want to say a goddamn thing about the plot because yep. it's a really good plot, except to just say... There's a point about, I'd say, a third of the way in the movie where you get a thing where it's like, oh, shit, well, this is done. And then instead, that's just when the ball starts
2: Yep, rolling. yep, that's exactly my experience. Yeah. I'm like, is this a really short movie? Because right. I felt like it was wrapping up like a third of the way in, <laughs> yeah. and then it just goes crazy.
3: And, you know, you you talked about not seeing Jimmy Hoffa for a long time in this. You don't see Chris Evans, like, in the present for a long time in this, and it's fucking worth the wait. Yep. Really and, cr- good And Christopher
2: movie. Plummer is great. Way he better He needs to than than trans- be in more things. things. I, his yeah. health probably be- has something yeah. to do with that. Yeah, it's, it's really good. Better than Black Panther. That's my new, Ooh, that's yeah. a one-percenter kind of movie.
3: Yeah, I, I I fucking loved
2: this. You guys, movie. you guys would both like it. It's, it's it. totally your shit. Both yeah. of you would love it. Yeah, so I, wanna, I highly recommend watching. And, this. and that's all I've seen. You want to keep going since you started? Yeah, yeah since Night. I since I busted
3: in there. Uh, I also uh, am up to date on the Watchmen, and I also will not talk much about the plot of it because the last night's shit was bananas. Oh
1: damn, I haven't watched it yet.
3: I, I, this is the only thing I'm going to say about. It. The fucking big blue dildo. Do you remember the big blue dildo? I do. That was such a silly joke. Yeah. It's a major fucking clue. Fantastic. And it is so fucking ridiculous. I've decided that this show is making fun of me, and I'm on fucking board with it. <laughs> sure. Because it is not... It doesn't have good things to say about superhero shit, and I'm fucking fine with it. I, I loved it. Uh, uh, yeah.
0: you, I know what it is. Did you see it coming? I, yeah, I read about okay, it too. All I right.
3: saw it coming when there was one plot point, they said about halfway through the episode and I was like, Oh shit. But I was still, I didn't really see the scope of it and I didn't put together the dildo thing till afterwards. The dildo thing is maybe the most fun thing about the entire show.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to watch it all when it all comes out. I'm going to watch it. I
3: I highly recommend it. It's probably the,
2: was that the season finale? or Is there one more? No, there's two
3: more episodes after this. Uh, yeah, it's maybe the best thing going on TV right now. I fucking love it.
1: I mean, Rick and Morty is also going on, but um, I haven't caught that. that either.
3: Uh, I'm trying to think if I'd w- watch or do anything else. I feel like that's enough. Well, I, I feel like someone else will bring up The Mandalorian,
1: right? Yeah, I mean, you could bring yeah. it up now. It's right. why um, we all watched uh, it. Sure. I haven't seen it, but I don't care. You can spoil it.
3: Uh, They, they do The Seven Samurais with just two samurais, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Gina Carano's in it, and I like her a lot. So uh, she's pretty good in this. Yeah, so. she uh, she like acts in it. And
2: stuff, I, I told of. him though, it felt a little cheaper than the other ones. Like especially Gina Carano and The Mandalorian, it was a lot of like generic ABC TV fighting. I thought like mm-hmm. close ups of like punches and stuff. Whereas like the first episode with IG88 or whatever, you know, that felt like a movie.
3: Here, the, here is the only thing that I I never went back and watched it. Does she say she was on indoor?
0: Shortly after indoor.
2: Okay, I was about about to say
3: because when she said that like uh there's nothing that you have here that can take care of these
0: ATSDs, I was like,
3: man, you were just on the planet where they took them out with fucking logs. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah. 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 Yeah, I didn't like that bit because I thought if anything has success against it, it's small. Forest tribe.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
2: like, that's
0: what we know succeeds against
2: ATST. That
3: being said, they they make the ATST really fucking intimidating. It's yeah.
2: vile looking. Yeah. It is. And Baby Yoda's super cute still. Baby Yoda um, is super cute. I would say, of all the episodes,
0: this one is, I would say it's my least favorite, but that's not like a bad thing. Like mm-hmm. It just felt this, like the smallest story.
3: It seemed the less connected to the Correct. rest
0: it of the episode. Like, like you said, it felt a little filler, yeah. but good filler. The first three episodes feel like one thing. Like it's one story beginning to end And this is really the f- beginning of You know Well the first, one, the first three episodes are Him discovering this thing And then him figuring out How do I keep this thing yeah. And uh, that kind of ends
2: And so this is the f- start of What does that look like It feels like and, Kind of like Clone Wars that I've seen Like a couple of them are like You know in a series yeah, You know yep. or sequels And then you have a random one And then you may have some more sequels You know what I mean Like kind of like a live action Clone Wars From what I've seen so far
0: Yeah Yeah
3: yeah, I, I would agree with that.
2: Yeah, uh, I still, I still, I really enjoy that show. Yeah. Um, you know, we only have a few weeks left, and uh, how many are there? There's four more. There's eight total.
3: Yeah, like once that and March I'm gonna drop over, I don't know. what I'm gonna do with my
2: life. Yeah. Right now. Are we but, gonna are you keeping Disney Plus after it gets out? Yeah, because I like a lot of the shit on Disney Plus. See, I may drop I mean, it and come back when the you next have Marvel kids, show. So it, yeah. it also well, makes you, more you, sense. I was actually free for a year. Oh uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. See, I, I think year. people will drop it though. I don't yeah. know what's what's gonna See, keep. it. I would say if you're right though, I do. I can't.
0: One of the things I wanted to talk about that I have been watching is if you're not watching the other Disney Plus original programming, you are missing out because there is really good shit on there. Um, One of the shows that I've really, really enjoyed uh, in, again, Regina has thrown some stuff out on our Facebook page. They have some really great documentaries on there. And one of the things they've done a really good job is they do documentaries about Disney shit. And instead of they don't make Disney out to be the super company that you would think it does. Like I... Um, there's one about um, Snow White that's really no, not Snow White, yeah, the Snow White and Seven Dwarves and how that you know saved that company. There's one, there's a TV show that started out as a two hour documentary and then they have like nine hours of footage, so they turned it into a mini called The Imagineering Story, which is all about Disney parks. And um, it's very, very good about how, like, for example, when Disneyland opened. They were rant, they were like 20 times over budget. Um they had to choose between toilets or water fountains. <laughs> and uh, easy choice.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny. He
0: he, cho- he chose toilets and because there were no water fountains, they just pumped Coke. Like, and so they got a huge backlash cuz people were like, "Oh, so you're just this whole thing just exists just to sell Coca-Cola." And so like it does a really really good job of like showing you the positives and the negatives. I've really enjoyed it. The other thing that's really, you know, uh, the world according to Jeff Goldblum is great. Encore is great. Um, I just, I've just, i really enjoyed all of the original programming. I've watched everything. I, I've watched all the shows, and they come out weekly on Friday,
2: except for High School Musical, because I just don't give a shit. So but. what's the Jeff Goldblum show or the Encore show? What would you say is better if I was going to pick one to try?
0: Uh I I prefer the Encore show, but I would recommend the Jeff Goldblum show because it's only 30 minutes. You sit down, okay. it's, it's quick and over, and it's super entertaining.
3: Sarah started watching it, and she liked it. So
0: yeah. I haven't started watching it. Yeah. Nice. I don't know if I watched anything else this week besides those things. Uh, I mean, Kept with Clone Wars. Watched Critical Role shit. That's it.
1: Uh, Me and the wife finished Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, finally, and it's really great. I actually, uh, the second time around, there's just a lot of lore shit that happens at the end. That yeah. The first time around felt, like, jarring to me. It was like, I don't feel like I fully get what's going on. I get, like, the when the good guys are winning and when the bad guys are winning, but I don't really necessarily understand, like, the in-universe mechanics of what's happening. But I felt like I captured, I, I grasped it a lot more the second time around. But it's, I mean, it's just, it's a great show start to finish. Like, it's, it's one of the best shows start to finish. And then uh, the wife and I started watching the new season of The Dragon Prince, which, Mm-hmm. Is a show. It's made by the same people who made Avatar, The Last Airbender.
0: Season three now. Yeah, so it, yeah. It, it's
1: the seasons are so short, mm-hmm. which I really bums me out. But yeah, it, it's it's little nine season nine episode seasons that come out like every nine months. But it's good. I like it. it it's super super fantasy like
0: dragons, elves. Yeah, you, yeah. all of,
1: all of that kind of shit. But I don't know. I've I, I don't know if this is a recent thing that's happened to me. I don't know when I got so invested in fictional character relationships but like at this point in my life it's like all it's like the only thing that makes me feel anything anymore and now all i want is for people to get together and that's how i feel about this show you're There's
0: shipping some people the huh? two
1: main characters i just i want them to get together so bad that's all like i don't care about anything else that happens in the episode so that's like my life now hashtag exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> But that's it for me. Also, you know, just general critical role, which is going on all the time. I
0: did want to say on the Mandalorian, uh, did we pick up the two, or really the big reference, which is that he is not a Mandalorian, right? Yep, right. That he is just some. Which is, look, why is that a thing? Right, because it's true. Boba. Yeah. Are there
2: any real Mandalorians? Even uh, (laughs) Satine, not an actual Mandalorian. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Why do they do that? That's That's weird, right? keeps being a thing also why is the fucking helmet thing a thing we've we've seen real mandalorians mm. before that's never been a thing yeah I, I don't know
3: maybe that's something that they just did to him when they were hazing him wouldn't that be great yeah if they found out it was just a gag they were there?
0: <laughs> that would be awesome i i do think that maybe it's something in response to the empire right that maybe it's like a way for them a to be like this thing? is well not not just that but for you to be like this is who i am mm. i don't know that, that, that one was, other thing I want
3: to say about the Mandalorian—it's the only show on TV that I enjoy watching the credits.
0: Yeah, the credits are. Fun.
2: Yeah, there's, the there's, concept art is the so Concept cool. so. Yeah, cool. And yeah. that that, yeah. that theme song that yeah. is so good. Yeah, yeah like the that. music's really good. Is that
1: it. it? Yep. All right, cool. Next week, do we want to do our winter movie preview? We're actually like two weeks late on. Yeah, we yeah. should. Yeah, let's do it. Um, so we can front load like the next two weeks of December, and then whatever bullshit comes out after yeah. that.
2: Yeah, December just started. We're on time. I know. We're one we're week fine. late. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, so yeah join us next uh, next week for that we'll we'll go through the movies coming out in december january and february uh tell you what's coming out what they're about whether they're worth watching
2: spoiler Uh, not a lot of them will be worth watching (laughs) not not a lot of them past the new year will be worth (laughs) watching so cool that
1: that's uh that's what's coming next week in the meantime thank you guys for listening uh please like and subscribe and tell your friends about the podcast Uh, if you want to get in touch with us and uh, tell us what you thought about the irishman uh, and how many times you had to pause it you can <laughs> email, at, uh, email us at realphonies at gmail.com you can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at realphonies and on Instagram at real underscore phonies thanks to Zach Evans and Brian Velasquez for our theme we'll see you guys next week later